apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live, human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not or even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And last night, the Sixers went up on the Celtics, their nemesis for the last five years. They took the lead on the Celtics three games to two with a huge performance by Joel Embiid with 33 and a great performance by Tyreek Maxey. Jason Tatum had a a good game and Jalen Brown at 24, but that was not enough as the Sixers are now up 3-2 on the Boston Celtics uh, in in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They're up 3-2 and they got a chance to close out the Celtics Thursday night in Philadelphia and this was a humongous win for the Philadelphia 76ers, Justin. Yeah, it absolutely was. You know, Boston just – Tatum got out to a you know, slow start. He started out over for 6 and just kind of felt like after that, Celtics didn't really have much of a chance to – felt like to win that basketball game. And, yeah, I, I feel like for the Celtics, like, their problem has been all – because I think, you know, they're the best team, you know, in the NBA – but they've just beaten themselves a lot. Like I feel like they they're making a lot of their own mistakes, and it's and it's kind of cost them cost them so far. And you know the Sixers, yeah, surprising going in there to Game Five, and you know winning that game pretty decisively was uh, very surprising last night. 
and you talked about it. They might be the best team in the league, in the league, but they beat themselves the most, and they definitely have in this series. And I think this is on Joel Missoula. I think this is on Joel Missoula. The, te- the fact the team wasn't ready to play game one, that's on Joel Missoula. The time, the timeout in, in game in game four, that's on Joel Missoula because they had that game. They had game four. They had a five-point lead with two minutes to go. A great team closes that game out. And then last night, they get off to another slow start. I think a lot of this is on the head coach, Joel Missoula. Yeah, absolutely. And- Correct me if I'm wrong, but they just—he's still on the intern tag, right? Like they haven't officially. No, he's he, no, he's, he's he's hired. He's hired, he's and that's a problem. Off. I think that's going to be yeah, a problem for them. Problem. That's going to be a problem for that team going forward. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The game four one, I don't get it. You have two timeouts with 15 seconds. Again, I, your ball gets advanced, you hold for the final shot. I don't get why you don't call a timeout there. It's it, it's dumb, and you kind of see the Celtics are kind of panicked and didn't know what to do in those final few seconds. So yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of Joe Mazzulla. And he's, you know, the youngest coach in the league, and you could, you can clearly see it that it, he, he's over his head right now. And yeah, you know, it's really going to cost the Celtics. Yeah, it's a team that, yeah, you mentioned they came out slow yesterday as well. It, they came out slow game one, two without Joel Embiid. It's a lot. Yeah, it seems like it's on Joe Mazzulla, and he's, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's a little bit over his head right now. You can clearly see it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And now the big question is, what do the Celtics have to do to win the series? They were in. The, let's let's not forget they were in this spot last year. They were down. They lost Game Five at home. They were down three two to the Bucks in the second round. They came back and won. What do the Celtics have to do to repeat that this year? And I think number one is they got to get more out of White. Hor- they got to get more out of Smart, White, and Horford. Those guys had a combined twenty one points last night. You can't win that way. You can't win when your role when your role guys are scoring a combined twenty one points when you have four guys in the Sixers getting double figures. So. They they need more out of those out of, out of those three guys. They need more out of those three guys. They also I think need more to Brockton. He only had seven points last night. They need more. They, he's got to be better. And 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 the, and and the pretty and the pretty obvious one we already talked about it. Missoula's got to be better. So those three things to me have to happen for the Celtics to come back and win the series. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my mine kind of sorry yeah with Missoula. My, that was my first one yeah end of game stuff getting your team more prepared even though the team should come out fired up for a playoff game like you know some of it i think is on the players but yeah so a lot of, you know someone's on Missoula, especially at the end of game stuff and just you know how they're coming out prepared um has not been good that that's something they really got to correct now in game six and yeah my other one was tatum too you know started out over six he was 11 for 27 for the field i know he ended with 36 and 10 but as I mentioned a few minutes ago, it just felt like for him to get off this low start and for him to want to, he is one of the best players in the game, but for him to elevate himself to be on like that next plateau, I feel like LeBron, KD, the top of the you know, Giannis, they're not Jokic, they're not starting out over six. They're not. No. In, no. in a big game five like that. And that's and where that, you, yeah, you go, go. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, so like to me, that's my big that you know that's my thing for Tatum. Like, you really want to be a superstar in the sport. You really want to get that next level and be on like those you know with the top of the guys. You got to have a better start than that. And then for the Celtics too, like the way they're defending the pick and roll stuff, like they're letting Hart, Harding go left every time, and then that's just creating space for um, Joel and B just to get open space and just you know hit that mid range jumper, go in for a floater. The Celtics got to make some changes offensively. You know they really haven't much this series and. It's time that they make some adjustments in, in the series. And you made a great point with Tatum. I know he's played well. He played well last night, but it could have been better if he got off to a quicker start. And if he gets off to a quicker start, the game is close. The game stays close because pretty much all night long, that, that game was within 15 to 10 points. And a big reason for that was because Tatum did get off to a great start. You made a great point of that. And you made a great point about if he wants to be a Jokic, he wants to be a LeBron, he wants to be a, he wants to be a KD, he wants to be a Giannis, he has got to get off to better starts. 
And that is that has got to happen. And he did not last night, and that did contribute. I know he had 36. I know he kept the Celtics into the game, but it did contribute to the Celtics losing that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and he's and he's talked about kind of Kobe and the Mamba mentality, and you know, like yeah, the Mamba mentality really doesn't to... start 0 for six. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to criticize yep. him too much because he had a yeah. good game last night. But the Mamba mentality does not start 0 for six in a playoff game at home when the series is tied two two. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like yeah, and you know, yeah, they they don't. Yeah, he still thirty six points. So I don't want to absolutely ridicule him, but like yeah, you know, he was still eleven for twenty seven for the floor, three for eleven for three. Like the shooting percentage has got to be a little better. And, and yeah, getting off the fast starts, you want to be one of those guys. You want to go win a championship. You got it in a big spot. You're the man of the team. You got to start better for over. You got to start better than over for six. It's just yeah. Again, it, it did cost them, and it just didn't feel like. I know they were kind of in it, but it never kind of felt like they were going to be able to get over that hump in that game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now let's go to the team that won the game, and that's the 76ers and uh, what they have to do to close out the series in Philadelphia on Thursday night. And for me, uh, Embiid, Harden, and Maxi just continue to play the way they've been playing, continue the way they play uh, that they played in, ga- in, uh, in, in game five. Just those four guys were all in double figures. If they continue to play the way that, that, that they did, there's a very good chance they're going to win the game Thursday night. And uh, also uh, – also, uh, just get to get um, maybe get some point more points off their bench. Their bench has struggled. They get if they get the points off their bench, and those four guys, Harden, Harden's been great in the series. Harden sa- pretty much saved this team in the series. Harden was great in Game One. And he was outstanding in Game uh, in in, uh, in, in game, game Four. So if the, if the four starters play well, if, if Maxi, Harden, Harris, and Embiid all play well, and they get some contributions off their bench, I think the Sixers are closing this thing out in Philly on Thursday night. Yeah, for me, I like the Harden one too because I feel like with Harden, it's when he's been aggressive. You know, like I felt like in game two or three, he was passing the ball up five feet from the hoop. And I feel like when he's doing that, he's not his best. And I feel like the last couple of games, he's kind of – he's been more aggressive. Last time he was at 17, but he had 10 assists. You know, and again, when he's driving to the basket and going up for layups, again, you got, you know, Tobias Harris. you got guys that can knock down threes on the kickout. So, yeah, for James Harden, the way he's been playing this series – you know, if he plays well yet again, I think Sixers got a good shot at closing this thing out. And um, the other one too is Tobias Harris for me. What you know, thought last night he played really well. He was seven for ten before. He knocked down a lot of shots and and going off with the hard and stuff. You know, he he's a guy that you know, could, it, it does always um always benefits off of the kickouts. And if he continues to knock down shots like he did, um, Sixers got a good chance to close it out. And yeah, finally. Last point, I agree with you. Is yeah, they're benched. I know House gave him ten points last night, but if you can get a little bit more for him, because I expect the Celtics, you know, Brogdon White, you know, they even tried to get some out of Peyton Pritchard last night. Like I expect a couple of those guys with the with the um, season on line to knock down some big shots um, Thursday night. So I think for the Sixers bench as well, they're going to have to um, find a little bit more scoring wise. But yeah, right now the way the Sixers are playing, they got a really good chance to close this thing out. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So game six Thursday night should be very interesting to see what happens. But we are going to move on to the other game last night. And the Nuggets beat the Suns 118 to 102 to go up 3-2 in their series with them. And uh and the big story is, is how great Jokic has been. Jokic is phenomenal. I could argue right now, Jokic might be the best player in basketball. The way he's he got a triple double last night when his team needed it, he stepped up. He had 53 the other night and they lost. And that's not his fault why they lost. He had 53 and they lost. So to me, Jokic might be the best player. In the NBA, uh, the Nuggets, uh, they did an outstanding, an outstanding job last night going up 3-2 over the Suns. Yeah, they, they absolutely did. Jokic, 
mentioned another triple double. I think that's already 10 for him in his playoff career. Like he's, he's been phenomenal. You know, every night that he's going to get you 20, 25 points, you know, easily that that's a given. Um, he was awesome. The Nuggets have played really well at home. It's kind of been on the road. It's kind of been their kryptonite so far in the playoffs. They haven't played great there, but look, they're the one seed. They kind of control their own destiny throughout the playoffs. So you technically don't need to win a road game at some point, you know, would help, but, um, and then Bryce Brown too off the bench with 25 points. You know, they really, they, they don't have a ton of depth either like the Suns, um, but a big night for Brown to, to um, really give us something off the bench um, was huge. Yeah, and I know because, um, you know, and Michael Porter played really well as well. So, you know, the, the Nuggets, yeah, one big, you know, one by 16 last night, a nice big one now. And, hopefully, you know, we'll see if they can kind of go on the road now and close it out in Phoenix. Since Katie was traded, a lot of people were saying that the, the Suns were the favorites to win the championship. Now they are one game from elimination, and the big question is: is they were they weren't they they, they were they they lost they lost last year in the in the conference finals to the Mavs, and for them to avoid losing again, what do they have to do? What do the Suns have to do to come back in this series? And I think for me, Katie and Booker have to be continue to be great, and that has been the they have been great in uh in the games in phoenix they haven't been in the games in denver they're gonna have to be great in game six but also in game seven if this team is gonna want if this team is gonna going to want to come back and win the series also they need to get more of deandre ayton deandre ayton has not stepped up the way he should he really has he's averaged 18 a game hasn't scored more than 14 in this series deandre ayton needs to step up especially it looks especially if they have chris paul out in, in game uh in game seven deandre ayton is absolutely gonna have to step up and also, we've been saying it. Uh, we've been saying it pretty much all postseason with the Suns. They need to get more out of their bench, and they didn't get. They'll give them credit. They did in Game Four. A big reason why they didn't Game Four is because Landry Shamit stepped up in Game Four. But they need to get more out of their bench. Those three things need to happen. If if, if all if, if all three if even one of those three things doesn't happen, the Suns will be going home. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, my first one too is, yeah, you know, you're going to need from Durant Booker. You know, they're 0 three when neither scores 30 points so far in the playoffs. You're going to need them to score at least 70, and hopefully somebody else, you know, like an eight and could give you another 15, 20. You know, they, they rely so much on those two that, yeah, if those two kind of struggle, um, they're in a lot of trouble. And especially Durant hasn't really shot well from three so far. You know, last night he was over three. Um, I think in game, in game five or game four is a bit better, but um, Duke Durant hasn't been great from bounding the three-point arc, but. Yeah, those two really got to step up, play well. I think number two for the for the Suns is you got to change Jamal Murray. You know, Jokic is going to get his points. You know, and they don't have a so with the Nuggets, I have a ton of depth either. If you can kind of slow him down just a bit, and again, you don't get a twenty five point performance from Bryce Brown. If you know Porter maybe only gets like ten to fifteen, you got a better chance to win that game because I think Phoenix has got to be a little bit better. Um, you know, they got to keep games a little bit. Less, you know, um, def- they got to keep games, you know, in the low 100s. I feel like to have a better chance with kind of their lack of depth. And then finally, two is eight, DeAndre and Yeah, he's not been great. Um, I feel like it was like game two. It, you know, there was a possession there where he kind of just quit off offensively in the or on defensive glass there, like that. Yeah, they need him to get like 18 and 12. You know, they, they really need him to play a lot better. Um, again, you it's going to be tough to guard Yoka and not be able to, um, you know, slow him down, but he's got to somehow try to keep up with him scoring wise because Durant and Booker need the help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they can't, the two of them just can't do it all by themselves. Yes. 
is some of this on Durant and Booker that uh, the, uh, that they're down three two? Absolutely, they're not. They're not. They, Durant has not been. You know, let's be honest. Durant has not been great in the postseason the, the, the last couple of years. Let's be honest. And and uh, Booker proved last year why you can't. You you're going to have trouble winning a championship with him as your best player. But also, other guys around them need to step up. And as we said, DeAndre Ayton and this bench, and that has not happened for most of the series, and that's why they are facing elimination. Uh, uh, they are facing elation, facing facing elimination tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they need those. Yeah, those two have kind of struggled a bit. You know, Booker had an awesome game. Um, you know, game three and game four. You know, he was great at home, but yeah, you know, these superstars got they. You know, the best players of the sport they go on the road and they kind of take their game to a different level. And look at what Jokic did. Look at what Jokic did in game four. I know they lost, but look at what Jokic did in game yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, he had fifty three, and yeah, you can't blame him for that loss. You know, guys, guys didn't, around him didn't step up. So, yeah, for the for for Booker and Durant, they got to be better on the road. But yeah, they want to they want to win. They got they got to um they got to be at their best, especially in Game Six. And I expect they will. But yeah, that bench, I thought maybe Cameron Payne would give him a little bit of a spark. But you know, he was okay last night. But again, he's not much of a scoring threat. He can score, but you really don't see it. And hopefully, Landry um. Chalmers gets gets going like he did at home in Game Four there today for yeah the Suns to have any chance here to pull you know obviously they got to win Game Six before they win Game Seven but you know we'll see if the Suns can get it back to uh get it back to Denver for Game Seven. Absolutely, and now the now the question is is what do the Nuggets have to do to get to their second conference final in four years? And I think the biggest thing is have Porter Jr. and Murray play the way they did last night. If those two can play the way they did, no, that's been big. Not having those, not having Murray healthy the last two postseasons has really hurt the Nuggets. But if if Murray and Porter Jr. can play the way they did in uh play the way they did last night, I think the Nuggets are closing this thing out. And they just got to get more off their bench because because Bruce Brown was really good at twenty five points off the bench bench last night. If they can get more off their bench, I think they close it out and they get to the conference finals. And could very easy, it could very easily be a rematch of twenty twenty when they played the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. They get they get more off the bench like they did, um, and they get something from Jamal Murray and, and um, Michael Michael Porter like they did last night. Yeah, they're going to be in great shape because as we've mentioned Jokic is going to get his points. You know, he's 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 going to score and he's going to be a big part of that uh, of the game. So I look for the Nuggets guys around Jokic could step up. They got a really good chance. Um, you know, one for me as well is I, I think for the Nuggets too. I like how they keep bringing um, extra defenders at Durant and Booker. And I think that's where weared them down a little bit too. Um, on that defensive end, they're making them work harder on both ends of the floor, which is huge. Trying to because I, you know, the Nuggets know that those two can't, you know, those two, you know, they're going to make sure that those two can't absolutely beat them, you know. And and I like kind of that strategy. If, you know, those those two aren't going to beat them. And then my final one is too. I for Denver is getting back on defense. They've given up night or in this series they're giving up twenty one and a half points per game um, on fast break points and. They're minus twenty nine in the first four games. Um, or going in, or going in the last night, they were minus you know twenty nine points and fat and minus twenty nine points and from fast break points. Like they they were really struggling that area. I thought they did a little bit better job a lot of that last night because Phoenix they want to get out transition and that's when they're at the best. And if they can kind of slow them down, make them play in the half court, it helps out Denver a lot. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. So yeah, I mean, so Denver pretty much if they just have these three guys, if the three, if the three big three play well and they get stuff off their, if they get points off their bench, I could very, I very, very easily see them clinching tomorrow night and getting to the conference finals. But 
We got to talk about the Warriors and Lakers, and the Warriors are one game away from elimination as the Lakers lead that series three games to one. Lakers got a humongous win on uh, on, on Monday night in, in LA. They won 104-101. And uh, the, the big question is, is what do the Lakers have to do to clinch it? And number one, it's pretty obvious. Need AD to be good. They need AD to be good. When he's been good in this series, they've won all three games. When he hasn't, they lost that game. So if AD has another really good game, I think the I think the, I think the Lakers have a very good chance of winning. Uh, number two, need D'Angelo Russell to be as good as he was in games one and three. And what are they doing games one and three? They won both those games. So, so uh, if Russell's good, I think I, I think I think they're in good shape. And no, and 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 number and number three, need their bench to step up. And what happened in game four? Lonnie Walker scored fifteen. You know LeBron is going to be good. He's been averaging twenty five in this postseason. He's been consistent all postseason long. And the, the key is is Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, and the bench. If those guys are good. I think the Lakers are going to end the Warriors season. I think they're going to win it, end it on their home court. Yeah, I could totally see it. You know, for me, yeah, number one, the bench, you know, Lonnie Walker was great. You know, offensively and defensively, again, because he's, he's got fresh legs. And um, that that was really key for the Lakers. And I think, you know, Ham's done a great job coaching-wise this series and making adjustments. And uh, game four was one of those reasons with Lonnie Walker, the way he played in that fourth quarter there was huge. Um, you know, my other one was for the Lakers, I guess kind of with, AD, but like just continue to wear down the Warriors. You know, they, they the Warriors have looked tired a little bit tired. Um, like Curry, I think you know, and Thompson, they had to go seven games the first time around, and you know, they didn't get much of rest in between um this series and the first round. So I think continue to just wear down the Warriors with their size. And the Lakers have made getting a ton of, of the little plays, you know, late down the stretch. Again, they're 20 for 20, you know, at the free throw line the other night. Again, they've done a great job. Just there's a lot of little areas late in the game where they've just been making the little plays that have been, you know, capitalizing to um, to win the basketball game. If they can continue to do that, I think they can win this game and they can win in five games. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the way they're playing right now, they've been the hottest team since the All-Star break, made some great trades, going out and getting D'Angelo Russell, getting getting Malik Beasley, getting Rui Hachimura. They've made some – Ron Plinkett's done a great job, and he's putting this team in great position – uh, to get to the conference finals and even get to the finals and win a championship. Yeah, he absolutely has. He's done a great job. And we both kind of criticized him the last couple of years for some of the moves that they made and not getting the guys around LeBron and AD to kind of help him out. And yeah, he, he really did that at the trade deadline. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of clues on him. You know, Ham's starting to really grow on me as the head coach. I think he's done a really good job so far um, with this group. So yeah, you know, Lakers right now, they, they've been playing well and they look like, you know, they, they could win another championship. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It looks like they got a good chance to win their second championship in four years. But now let's talk about the team that's won uh, four championships in the in the last – it's won four titles in the last uh, nine years four, – four titles in the last nine years. Probably one of the best teams in the – probably the team that has been the best in this decade, and that's been the Golden State Warriors. And, they, and they're facing elimination. They're one game from elimination. And the big question is, is what do they got to do to come back? What do they got to do to make a comeback in this series? And I think, and I think the obvious one is, is – they need something out of out of other. They need consistency out of other 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 guys not named Steph Curry. Clay Thompson only had nine points in a in in in, in game four. Uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, he's not had a good. He's not been great. He's he's been decent, but he's not been great in any of the four games. And then Draymond Green, he just can't score at all. So they're not getting consistency from any of those guys. They need to get more scoring from those guys. And also, probably one one of the more obvious points too. Jordan Poole has got to be better. I know he had 21 in game one, but he has been horrible. 
He has been horrible in this series. He was only six points in game two, only five points in game three, and then he had a goose egg. He had a, a donut. He had a donut in game in game four. And that is inexcusable. Inexcusable for Jordan Poole. He was absolutely terrible in game four, and he has to be better as well. Those all those things need to happen for the Warriors to have any chance to come back and win the series. Yeah, number one was with my was Jordan Poole. He's been horrible. You summed it up perfectly. He he he's he's been a no show most of his post, you know, or, or since game one, he's not really shown up at all. Um, and he's shooting 27% from from the three-point line, you know, in the postseason. So yeah, they, they really need him to step up. And the problem is when he's not scoring, he's a horrible defender. Like you, and it's tough to put him on the floor because he's a liability on that end. So yeah, you know, it's it's tough. If he can't score, he's not helping you on that uh, that defensive end of the floor as well. For um my other ones is too is you know for the bench too. Can they find somebody off the bench like the Lakers did with Lonnie Walker who's got fresh legs? Can, you know, you know, I, I think they could, you know, Jonathan Kaminga is somebody that he's not a really great three-point threat, but I think he's got some talent. Like, couldn't they find somebody that could just step up for him and just, you know, put up like 10 to 15 points to help out this team? You know, I think that'd be huge and it would take some of the burden off of Seth Curry. And then my final one is just better shot selection for the Warriors. Like I all right, I know Curry, Curry can hate hit those deep contested threes, but why is the rest of the team shooting those? You know, like it's just horrible shot selection. And the Lakers have shot 52 more free throws than the Warriors so far in the first four games. You know, there, there's a reason why because the Lakers go to the basket, they get easy shots, they draw fouls. The Warriors haven't done that at all this series. And I feel like when you're not hitting threes, you know, and when Curry's not on, it's tough for this team to win because you know, they just they rely so much on the three-point line and the three-point ball. And the Lakers, you know, they don't take a ton of threes, but, you know, they get to the basket, they score. And um, I think that's a big thing, too. I think the Warriors, the shot selection has got to be a lot better. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know it's a three-point shooting league, and you got to do that to win games. But if you're not hitting them, going to the basket definitely helps your offense. Yeah, it absolutely does. And it just doesn't seem like they've taken advantage of that. They did against Sacramento, but, you know, at, at times they really haven't tried it. And I don't know if it's because Anthony Davis, you know, defensively down low, um, but if you could somehow pull him outside of the paint, then I, I you got to take advantage of it. But we'll kind of see if they're if Steve Kerr makes any adjustments. They try to figure that out. But yeah, so far I think yeah they got to take a lot better. Their shot selection's got to be a lot better. Yeah, shot selection's got to be better, and uh, guys got to step up. Guys got to step up. Curry can't do it alone. Curry can't beat this team all by himself. Guys got to step up. I mean, he had a triple double the other night and they lost. So guys definitely got to step up. Yeah, absolutely. They they do. You know, again, he can do it, but you know, he can put up fifty, but that may not be enough with some of the guys that are shooting right now. Um, so yeah, they, and he looks tired too. Like he he looks like you know he's starting to wear down a little bit. So yeah, he he really needs some help right now, and and we'll see if you know Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole may get 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 out of this funk that he's in. So yeah, we'll we'll see if the Warriors come out for uh, Game Five tonight. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we will move on to the Heat and the Knicks, and the Knicks face an elimination down 3-1. I'll give you credit. We we talked about last week who had the edge in this series. I thought it was the Knicks because I thought they were the more healthy team, but it's definitely been the Heat, and Jimmy Butler's health was big, and he's definitely been healthy. I mean, he's definitely played well. Yeah, he's not been as great as he was against the uh, against the Bucks, but that kind of was unrealistic. Now he's kind of back to what he's been all year. I mean, not a great three-point shooter, but a really good scorer, a really good defender. I mean, he's had 25, 28, and 27. He's been consistent in all three games he's played in this series. And uh, and he's got this team out 3-1. And for the Knicks, the big question is, is what do the Knicks have to do to make a great comeback and win this series? 
Uh, number one is they need uh, they need Julius Randle to, to be more consistent. He was terrible in game three, fouled out of game. He was better in game four, fouled out of game four. They definitely need Julius Randle to be better. Uh, they, they need they need Brunson and Barrett to play like they have in, in games two and four. They've been very good all series, Brunson and Barrett. They were just bad in the game. They need to be really good in, in game three. And the game three could get, could be giving you a signal that this big three of Barrett, I know they've had a good year, but this big three of Barrett, Randall and Brunson is not winning you a championship because neither and neither of those three guys were good in game three. And that's a problem. That's a, that, 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 that's a pivotal game. And neither of the three guys were good. So they need Barrett and uh, Barrett and Brunson to play like they did in games two and four. And then also, and, and this is, this has been huge in this series. They need more out of their bench. The biggest issue in this series has been for the Knicks is they, they have been outscored by the heat, heat bench in every game. And they were outscored 33 to 10, 33 to 10. In, in game four. And that was and that was huge because they lost the game by eight points. Brunson, Randall, and Barrett all had over 20 points. And and and, and they lost that game because the bench of the Miami because the bench of the Miami Heat uh had, had outscored them 33 to 10. Jimmy Butler has been very good, but he's not been anywhere near as good as he, as he was against the Bucks. But the biggest reason why the Heat are up 3-1 is because of how well their bench has played. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. The bench, number one. Yeah, like I know Evan Fourier doesn't really fit Tom Thibodeau, but he's a good three-point shooter. Like, why don't you give him a chance to see if he can knock down some threes at this point? Like, it, it can't hurt, you know. I know he. I know he hasn't been. You know, I know the he hasn't played been down. In so long though. Yeah. Fournier hasn't played I, in so long. He hasn't. But why don't you just give him a shot tonight if you need some scoring? Like, it can't hurt at this point. I, I like. I know he's not great defensively, but you need a spark. Maybe he can be that guy. You got to try something off the bench because, yeah, they haven't been great. And I know quickly hasn't been great either, but I know he's been battling ankle injuries. So, like, I don't think he's 100% healthy. So, I was thinking maybe off the bench, maybe somebody like an M4 year can knock down a couple of threes for you. But uh, my other ones, too, is, yeah, Julius Randle. He needs to wake up. And when he's not scoring, you know, when he's not getting the ball, he – like, I feel like, too, he needs an attitude adjustment at times as well. I just – you know, like, that, that's been an issue with him the last couple of years. And yeah, you know, he wants to be a star in this league. He's gotta he's gotta be better than the postseason. He's gotta be more consistent. And he hasn't at times this year. Um, you know, and um, you know, they they need that. And then I feel like too offensively, um, because they've been they've been I feel like in the series too, they've taken a lot of tough contested shots. Um, and they haven't been great scoring wise, and that's you know, Miami's been really good defensively. Again, they got to get some offensive rebounds. Just get some easy putback. Just something. That's why Miami kind of did there in the fourth quarter the other night. They, you know, can they get some offensive rebounds? You know, get some easy bus- buckets. Maybe, maybe helps them out a bit tonight. So, yeah, for for um the Knicks tonight, maybe offensive rebound a little bit, cl- crashing the offensive glass. You know, could could help ease those scoring the scoring pains that they've had trying to try and get try and get back since Miami. Yeah, and you, and, you, and you talked about two things. I think I like what you talk. I really liked what you talked about was the the the, the three point shooting. Yes, that's been a big big issue in this series, especially in games one and three. The Knicks did not shoot well from three at all, at all in games one and three, and that that real and that was a big reason why. Maybe, it was the biggest reason why they lost game one. And it was a big reason why they got blown out in game three. They did not shoot the three well, and also Julius Randle. Yeah, his attitude needs to be better, and he needs to be more consistent in the playoffs. If you, as you said, if you want to be great in this league. You got to be great at this time of the year. And Julius Randle, we all know the great year he had two years ago. And then in the playoffs, Trey Young completely outplayed him, and the Knicks lost in five. He has got to be absolutely needs to be more consistent. He needs to be better. And he made a really good point about the three point shooting as well. 
Yeah, the you know, the Knicks. Well, I don't think they've scored up more than 101 points so far in the series. That's not going to win you basketball games in 2023. Nope, it's just not. not at all. Not you at know, all. That, not at all. And you know, credit to the Heat too. The the Heat defensively are a really good team. You know, and and the Knicks who win games that are that low scoring. Like, that, that, that's where the Knicks want to kind of be. But you, yeah, you got to be able to score some points in this series, and they just haven't been able to do it. So yeah, it's been tough. And yeah, Randall. Randall's got to be bad. Like, I feel when he's not going, it's just he's an issue on the floor because he's just he gets frustrated. And I get it. it. You know, he's a star. But, yeah, I, I feel like at times, too, he's got to just move on to the next play. And I feel like that's something he struggles with. And, you know, I, I know at this point you really can't make us, you know, you can't just pull him your Thibodeau down 3-1. But I feel like next year, you know, some sometimes it may just sit him down for a few minutes and just have him cool off might be the best option. But, again, down 3-1, you don't really have that choice at this no. moment. No, and he's still one of the better players. And he scored, oh, yeah. scored 25 in game two, and he scored 20 in, in, a, in, in a game four. The issue was he fouled out a game of, of game four, and he had a pathetic, per, pathetic performance in game three. That's been the issue. But you can't sit him down. But he's just, he just yeah, he's the guy. You know, Nick fans were – they were on R.J. Barrett before the postseason. Nick fans were all over R.J. Barrett. But R.J. Barrett has played – outside of game outside of games one and two against the Cavs and then game three against the uh, Heat, he's been really, really good in the postseason. Randall, he's not been as good. That's why Nick fans are, are all over Julius Randall right now. Yeah, and I and I understand why because, yeah, he's, he's, he's the guy. And, you know, he hasn't – I know he – yeah, he's put up some points, but yeah, I feel like um, the consistency wise to follow out, like you, you want more consistency consistency out of him. I know he may still not be one hundred percent healthy, but yeah, Barrett's kind of Barrett showed you that. Look, you know, he might not be good enough to win you a championship, but he's good enough to be your number two. You know, and Jalen Brunson, the really good. You know, yeah, he might. Not I don't know be if Brunson could be a one, but yeah, but he'd be he's, a two. He's, 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 he definitely could be a two as well. Yeah, and now you know. You got those two. Now you kind of need that number one. And Brando's kind of, you know, everyone wants that to be the guy in New York. He really, he's shown it at times, but at other times he's just, you know, he's, he hasn't been great. And, you know, you don't really know at times what you're going to get out of him in the postseason. Yeah. You mentioned that series into Hawks. He was, you know, Trey Young. Yeah. He came in at MSG and just took that place over and, you know, Randall struggled and yeah, you know, that thing was over quick and kind of feels like that could happen again tonight with, with Jimmy Butler going in there and, um, ending this thing because knowing the heat you know they're, they're gonna want to they didn't gain five against the bucks that team doesn't go away so i can't imagine you know they, they're gonna need their you know they're they're gonna need all hands on deck tonight because that heat team's not gonna go away i mean if they get up big tonight absolutely and speaking of the heat the big question is what do the heat have to do to close the series out tonight and again they and for the heat they need uh they need butler and they need uh and me bam to be re- be great great like they be really good like they've been all series just have bam and butler be really good like they've been all series and also continue to get contributions from their bench their bench has been has been the biggest difference in the series how well the bench has played if those two things happen the heat could be sent to the next home tonight yeah absolutely i like your point on bam Bam out of bio. I, I thought he was, you know, when I think he's when he's playing aggressive on the offensive end of the floor, he took eleven shots in the first half and when he hits them, um, it opens up guy, you know, guys to um, you know, it, it forces the Knicks to collapse on him. And again, that gets the heat open shots. And, you know, we've seen that, you know, that obviously pros are gonna hit open shots from beyond the arcs, and they've and they've done that when Bam's playing aggressive. And yeah, I feel like also for the Heat, you know, continue um Jalen Brunson continue just deny him the basketball. You know, continue to make him work hard on both ends of the floor. You know, try to wear him down because he has been really good. He's been good at getting the basket. But, um, 
you know, and I know the Knicks have been trying to counter the denial. I know they ran like that. Um, they've been they they were using Barrett and Randall on screens. They're trying to counter it, but you know, keep keep making Miami run. You know, for the Heat, keep making Jalen Brunson run around, try to get the ball, try to wear him down. Because yeah, he, so far consistently, um, he he's been great for the Knicks, and we've seen he's capable of winning a game by himself. So, um, those are the my two big things tonight for Miami to close things out in New York tonight. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. I mean, Miami, Miami's got a great chance. This would be this would be two series that they would win in five games. So Miami has a really, really good chance uh, to end things for the Knicks. And the thing about the Knicks, though, if they lose tonight, I think that confirms to you. If they lose in five to this Miami team, that confirms. I know it's been a really good year, but if they lose in five, this just definitely shows you that this this combination of Barrett, Randall, and Brunson is not good enough to win a championship with. Yeah, it's unfortunate because after, you know, the Heat knock off the Bucks, you kind of feel like as a Knicks fan, you got a good shot to go to the, fi- to, to the conference finals and get a shot with Boston or Philly. And, yeah, they just, you know, the Heat have, have been a little bit better. Yeah, you know, they, the Heat, I mean, the Knicks, yeah, it'd be disappointing for them. Um, that, that, those three have played well, you know, in regular season. Barrett, Barrett Brunson have been good in the postseason, you know, Randall at times. So, yeah, it'd be disappointing for kind of – for how good – the Knicks looked in the first round against the Cavs, but maybe, you know, we were overhyping the Cavs up a little bit. So, um, not to take away from the Knicks, but yeah, it'd be a little bit disappointing. Yeah. You wonder if, um, if they make Leon Rose, make some, make some changes to the roster, the off season. Yeah. We'll see what happens if they lose tonight, but number 99 came back for the Yankees last night. But before we talk about that, we are going to hear from our friends at JPEG financial and Shamrock home inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. 
All righty, Aaron Judge came back for the Yankees last night in, in their 10-5 win over the Oakland A's. And uh, I know he didn't have a hit last night, but he definitely is adding more protection to this lineup, and you've been seeing it. You see it. You see, you see it today. You, you saw Harrison Bader at that three-run homer. You saw Rizzo get a base hit. He's really added – Still, he's, he's, he's definitely uh, – I know they're playing the A's, but he's definitely uh, added protection to that lineup. He went over three, but he did have two RBIs last night. So it's really, really nice to see him back. And I think this is really going to help a Yankee lineup that – before, you know, before this series against Oakland had really, really been struggling. Yeah, they have, you know, Sunday they scored seven, but they uh, blew that one on Sunday afternoon. You know, oh, we'll that, get to that. So we'll that get to that. Some, we'll get to yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that this point one. But yeah, the offense, uh, you know, it helps when you face triple A pitching. It does help that your offense gets going a bit here. But, you know, hopefully that brings some confidence to the group. But yeah, Judge being back, you know, today he he worked a walk in the first at, at bat, as you mentioned. Yeah, Bader kind of heads a big home run. So yeah, there's more protection in that lineup. You know, with Rizzo there batting third, who's you know who's got the best average on the team. He's now under uh, after with his hit today, he's at 299. So we almost we almost got some of this team that's very close to be at 300. You know, so I know Bader's at 440, 440, but you know I know that doesn't really count right now. Um, but look, you know, so yeah, it, it helps the lineup out, and you know. It, it it's been huge to have Aaron Judge back in that in the captain back in that um, line. It's been huge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And now speaking of Harrison Bader, how good has Harrison Bader been for this team? Friday night down four one, he hits the three run homer. Saturday he gets the big two run single, and then today he hits another home run, sitting over four hundred. Bader has been huge, huge. It's huge having him back in that lineup. And then and then you have your choice of sitting at Cabrera and sitting at Hicks and sitting mm-hmm. at IKF when you've got a guy like him in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, it, it helped because yeah, IKF picks Hicks had the home run the other night though. Oh, stop <laughs> it! Know? Stop it! Stop it! Against the A's, come on! Stop yeah. it! <laughs> it's something. It's more than we get out of them, you know. So that that was nice, but um, yeah, Hicks has been bad. Bader's been, you know, Bader's been great. Again, he's a career two forty hitter. So like, I don't think this this isn't gonna keep up. But yeah, it's been nice. And since the trade, he's he's been he's been a great offensive weapon. Oh, he Again, was he's, good. He was good know, last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, he was. You know, when he got back from the injury, you know, he he played well in that series against Houston. So, yeah, you know, he he hit the ball well, and he's a Gold Glover outfield. So, whatever you get from him, at, you know, batting wise is 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 awesome. So, yeah, the way he's been coming back and hitting the baseball, um, uh, it's been unbelievable. So, yeah, another big home run today. He's hit a couple since he's returned. So, it's been huge to see, and it's a contract year for him too. So, I know he wants to go out there the rest of the way here and you know earn as much money as he can. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's he's just he's just been outstanding, and it's, it's just it's just really really helped this team. It's just it it's just helped this it's really helped this lineup, especially over the last week. I mean, the way this guy has stepped up, it's it, it, there's there, it's just it's just been so great that he's been able to step up and really really help this lineup, and, and it's been nice to see. But the, the big but let's take let's let's now get to the negative, and the Yankees they've been playing well ever since they ever since Boom cost them that game against the the, the Guardians. Uh, last Monday, they had been playing well. They're twenty and seventeen, but let's be honest, they should be twenty-one and sixteen. They should have won five. Uh, they should have won six out of seven because Sunday's loss was an absolute disgrace, and Sunday's loss was absolutely on this manager. And if this team doesn't make some sort of a run, this manager needs to be fired. I mean, it's 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 six it's six-two in the sixth inning. Paredes hits that RBI double. Cole has got to be out of that game right there. I don't get that. That that loss is completely on Aaron Boone. Cole has got to be out of the game. You have one of the best ERA. Your bullpen. I know the ninth inning has been an issue. 
for the bullpen. But in terms of bullpen ERA, it's the best in baseball. You need to pull Garrett Cole there. You left him in way too long, and then he gives up the he gives up the home run to Betancourt, and the game's tied. That is terrible managing. And I'm telling you, if Aaron Boone in in a week span, a week span, he cost the Yankees two games. That is why I'm telling you, if this team, I, I, if this team, say this team doesn't even make the, the postseason, there is no reason at all for this team to keep Aaron Boone as the manager. Boone has to, for me, at least get to back to the ALCS for him to be back as Yankees manager. No, I agree because I know I've given Boone a pass the last couple of years, but he's got zero feel for a baseball game, and he and I think we've talked about it. He, he just he just doesn't have it, and I don't. It's something that I don't think he's you know, it's something that seems like he hasn't been able to learn the last couple of years. So I'm I'm with you. Like again, they haven't gotten back to Game Seven of the LCS since they fired Girardi. Like they've kind of gone backwards ever since. So yeah, you would feel like at some point you would make a change, but you know. You get another puppet, but maybe you get a puppet that's got a better feel for a baseball game. So that 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 could help, but you know, I don't know who that who that is at the moment. But yeah, you know, Sunday cost them. Yeah, I, the bullpen's been great. I get you're trying to cut a couple more outs out of them to try to give that bullpen more of a rest. But yeah, the bullpen. I mean, Garrett it's not Cole's, like your bullpen outside of the yeah. ninth inning has not been bad. It's been really no. good outside of the ninth inning. So give give him the give him the give them a chance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I, I don't. I didn't get that. And, you know, we've seen Cole kind of struggle against the Rays since he's been a Yankee. So they kind of get out what you got out of him was huge. So, yeah, up five runs. I know he's probably trying to get three more outs up five. But, yeah, with that Rays offense, the way they've been hitting the baseball, that's a spot where, yeah, you got to kind of pull him and, and, and go to your bullpen. But, yeah, just, again, not having the feel for a baseball game. But watching that series, the Rays aren't that – the Rays are a good team. But they are not unbeatable. That that's not an unbeatable. No, they should team. they they, they should have won that series. They should have won that yeah. series. Yeah, the Rays they definitely lack depth in the rotation, and they should have won that series. That, and that's the difference of being down nine, being behind nine games, than being behind seven games. I know it's early May, but they're now down nine games. But they could have been down seven games if the manager knew what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely, we would. Um, we wouldn't. Again, it's crazy sitting at twenty seventeen. You're in last place, and. You know, that's just a division right now. So, yeah, like those games, those two games last week are crucial in a division like this where every team is playing well. Like the Orioles, the Orioles have been fire. You know, they're playing great baseball too right now. So, you know, the Boston's been good. Um, You know, so, yeah, like two games like that, it's a huge difference, you know, in a 162 in, in a division like this. So, yeah, it, it it's costly. They should have won that series. And, again, hopefully they could get a couple this week against Tampa Bay when they come to town. But, yeah, they, they should have won two out of three. And, that's a place in the trap where they've showed the last few years since, you know, last four or five years, they've really showed out the trap and it would have been nice to win that series. Absolutely. And now speaking of the Rays, they'll be coming to the Bronx this weekend to face the Yankees. And on Thursday night, we got Herman against Rasputin Friday, Cole against Fleming uh, Saturday, Cortez against McClanahan and uh, Sunday Schmidt against Eflin. I think they definitely win the Cole game. I think they definitely win the Garrett Cole start. They, they lose the Herman start against Rasmussen, and then you can go either way with the with the game on Saturday and Sunday. But I do think – I'm not picking this team to win three out of four. I don't trust this team. But I do think with the way they played the Rays last week, and again, if they had a manager that, that knew what he was doing, they would have won that series. So I do think this team at home this week is going to split that series against the Rays. Yeah, I'm with you. I, get it. I think they split. And again, the seven games, you go three or four against the Rays. I know it's not great, but the way things have been, I think you take that. Even though, yeah, you should be four or three against them, but I, I yeah, so I, I'm with you. I think they get a split. I think you know, 
Cortez, in his 26 starts at Yankee Stadiums, only he's allowed three runs or less in all of his. So that will be tough going up against McClanahan, who's been awesome and again could could win the Cy Young. You know, Cole, yeah, I think he bounces back and pitches well. And Fleming's a guy that should they knocked around last weekend. So yeah, for me, I think they get to split this weekend. I'll take it. You kind of stay right pace with them. Um, you kind of just take that at this point with the way that line has been hitting the baseball. So yeah, split this weekend is um, you know, that that'd be okay. Yeah, I mean they, they need to. They can't fall they got a break this week. They're playing the A's, so they should sweep them. But they, they, they can't just keep falling behind. This American League is tough. I mean, I know the Central's gonna get one team, but if you look at the uh, you look at the AL West, the Angels are improved. The uh, the Rangers are improved. The Astros are the Astros. And then you look at the AL East, the Blue Jays are good. The uh, Orioles are good. And the team we're going to get to, they're better than we think. So so the Yankees got to start winning series. They got to start winning games. Or they very easily could could miss the playoffs. And let me tell you, if this team misses the playoffs, Aaron Boone better not be the manager of this baseball team. No. And I couldn't imagine him walking in there in 2024 being the manager. This team misses the playoffs. You know, yeah. Because with this division, it's – it's been great. You know, I'm not surprised with the O's with the way the owner kind of said in the off season, you know, that, that O's team is really trying to prove it to that front office that, that they're good enough to go be spent, you know, get, get money spent on. I, we'll get the Red Sox, Toronto. We know what that young core and that pitching staff they have, they're good. Yeah. You know, that central stinks and yeah, the Astros, when they get Altuve back, you know, the Mariners are starting to play. They played better since their ugly start. The angels are kind of hanging around. The Rangers have looked pretty good. So yeah, like this AL, the American League is tough, and it's not, you know, I, I a lot of those teams aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So yeah, you got to kind of crawl out of it. You got to take advantage of teams like Oakland. You know, you got Tampa this weekend, then you go to Toronto for four next week. So you know, a couple big series, and then you got you know Baltimore coming in, San Diego. Like outside of after this, you got the Reds, and then the rest of the month you got ba- Toronto, Baltimore, San Diego. Seattle like it's not an easy month of May coming up so yeah you know to win a couple of these would be nice and really give I think the fans kind of hope after the really rough start that they had I know with the injuries so yeah for them to kind of they, they really want to kind of show the show the fan base that this is a playoff team and we can make a run you better play well this month of March or month of May Absolutely, absolutely. You, you, you definitely have to. You definitely have to. Now, moving on to a team that has played better than we thought, and that's the Boston Red Sox. Right now, they are twenty-one and sixteen. They went on that. They had a great, a huge sweep last week of the Blue Jays. That's a huge sweep uh, in Toronto. Huge sweep of the Blue Jays. One two went to went to Philadelphia. Won two out of three. So this team was playing really, really well. But they have lost two in a row. And again, what is the reason why they've lost two in a row? It's the starting pitching. The start for as for as good as the lineup's been, for the as good as Yoshida's been, for as good as Devers has been, and for as good as Verdugo's been, and they're hopefully and for them, we'll see if they get Duval back because he was really good at the start of the year too. So this this team has definitely hit. Cora's done a really good job, and their bullpen. I'll give Hyam credit for getting Kelly Kenley Jansen. That was a really really good move. But what is gonna what's gonna hold this team back, and why this team I still think might not be in it at the end of July when it comes to trade deadline time is their starting pitching is absolutely horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get Paxton back on Friday, but he struggled down at triple A. Like, oh, he's terrible. He did... Paxton's been terrible for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, you know, first time we've seen him in two years, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be tough. But, yeah, the starting pitching, they got Brian Baylor tonight going. You know, I know they're, they got high hopes for him, but, you know, so far he's been a little bit shaky. You know, sales starting to kind of turn the corner, which has been huge for him. But yeah, Pavetta, 
Pavetta got rocked last night. Like, yeah, you mentioned the starting pitching. That that's definitely the part of this the team that's going to hold them back. If if this team doesn't make a run and and if this team doesn't make the playoffs, it's because of the um because the rotation. You know how how could okay? You know the other day he got the loss against Philly, but he pitched. You know they they need a couple guys, and you know it'll be interesting what moves they make. Because of course, if they weren't, not, they're not going to go to a six man rotation when um. Paxton comes back. So we'll see if it's how going the bullpen or um Baylor going the bullpen or if he goes down. So we'll, we'll see what moves they make, you know, starting on Friday. But yeah, the, the starting pitch is kind of that's gonna hurt them. Yeah, and I think if you had the choice between Hauk and Bellow, I think you 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 send you send Bellow to the bullpen, not Hauk. I think Hauk still has some potential. But yeah, I mean, this team has got us. It's got to you know, this team has got to pitch better. This team this team doesn't pitch better. It's it's not going to stay in this race. And you see some of the teams are playing after the Cardinals series. They got the Mariners. They got at the Padres. They got a uh, they got in in with at the Angels. They got to start pitching better. I know they're 21 and 16. I know they're off to a surprising start. And I know their manager shouldn't go anywhere. Alex Cora should be the manager of the Red Sox for a long time. I think he's one of the best in the game. But if again, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I still want High and Bloom. You, if you're a Red Sox fan, you still want High and Bloom fired because of how pathetic this pitching is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think that I think that would, would I think that would probably happen. Uh, that that fan base doesn't like them. You know, so far they've been. You know the fan base has been pretty happy, but again, the way the Bruins kind of fell off and the way yeah, they the need Celtics something to they need something positive. Yeah. Looking at looking at the Bruins, <laughs> looking at the look at the Celtics, and looking at what the Patriots are probably going to be this year. They need something positive in that city. Yeah, they do. So the, with the way the Red Sox have been playing, it, it's helped out big time for them so far. But yeah, I'm with you. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, I can't imagine that Bloom comes back for another year. Just with the reception that he's gotten the last couple of years, like it's a fan base that does not like him very much and has been very critical of him and very understandably so i gotta give him credit for the Oshita high the signing Yoshida that, that and, one looks and, pretty and, good and uh and jansen those jansen. are the two signings you gotta give him credit for oh yeah absolutely you know th- those have been good but yeah some of the other ones it's just again the money ball trying to find a dime in the rough it just doesn't happen every time and that's it just it doesn't work in a market like Boston it just doesn't and we've kind of seen it and yeah you know two years ago they had a great year over cheese but yeah since then they've they've taken a couple steps back yeah and the thing is if you're not going to sign bets you're not going to sign Bogarts you got to get some pitching because the pitching has been bad for the Red Sox since 2018 so if you're going to not sign those two guys you're going to have to improve the starting rotation and they've never improved the rotation and that's why if this team is it doesn't make the playoffs and the rotation is bad he's got to go yeah, absolutely. You know, again, Evaldi, they never really approached Evaldi about really coming back, like, you know, coming, back, you know, resigning him. Again, he's pitched pretty well again this year against for Texas. Like, yeah, it's stuff like that where he just hasn't resigned some of the guys. And Evaldi would be a nice, nice piece of rotation still. You know, they let him walk. And so, yeah, some of the guys that he's kind of let go and hasn't resigned. And yeah, the pitching staff just hasn't been great. Like, he signed. Corey Kluber and Kluber has not been good at all. His ER is still over six. So, yeah, some of the, some of the moves that he's made for the for the pitching staff hasn't worked. I know they got. I think it's Brian Mata that's down in the in the uh, system still that they that they're high on. But I think he's had Tommy John surgery already twice in his young career. So that they, it's always a hit or miss thing. So you know, I don't know. He might get a shot at some point this year. But yeah, there's not. I don't think there's a ton after him that they're really that they have either in the system right now that I'm aware of that's like ready to come up or somebody that they're looking to make an impact, you know, pretty soon. So yeah, it's surprising. They haven't really gone out and gotten more pitching. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And they play the Cardinals this weekend. Cardinals head into Fenway. Rematch of two World Series, 04 World Series and 2013 World Series. And I think this is a series, but the way the Cardinals are playing, they got to take two out of three. I know Paxton's back on the mound on uh, Friday night. Sales pitch on Saturday. You got Kluber Sunday in the Sunday night game. But I, I think this is, this is a team they got to take two out of three. They, they got to, I think yeah. they take, and I think they take two out of three from the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think they take two out of three. Yeah, that, 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 that Cardinals team has been all that we, again, Boone's better than that Cardinals manager. That guy that, you're a couple weeks ago, he called out the St. Louis fan base. Like, at least Boone's not that dumb. Uh, he he, he so. will be. That guy will be fired oh, yeah. by the end of the season. There's no question about yeah. that. Yeah, I can't imagine he'll be back. He Oliver Marmol will be year. fired by the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. He had a rough postseason two last year. So, yeah, he's not been good. That that you know He's not been good in that clubhouse. That, that team's been a big disappointment. So, yeah, I'm with you. They take two out of three at least this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. So, we'll definitely be talking about the Yankees and Red Sox next week. But we got to wrap up the show talking about – we haven't talked to any XFL – We'll talk about the XFL final. We got the Arlington Renegades against the DC Defenders, and I think the DC Defenders. I haven't watched any much XFL at all this this year, but one thing I do know is the DC Defenders are the best team. I think they proved that on Saturday night and win the XFL title. Yeah, I'm with you. DC's been the best team all year. I haven't watched a ton either, but when I've seen it, DC's been the best team. And I know Arlington's had a nice kind of surprise postseason run here. Bob Stoops, the head coach, but yeah, I, I don't think they got the the. I don't think the defense can keep them in it with all. DC's got offensively. No, no, DC has DC has proven. I think they were even good uh, back when the XFL was going on in 2020. I think they were good then too. They were they, I think back when they had PJ Walker. Mm. So DC's oh, been yes. one of the best teams in the XFL the two years that it's been in, in existence. Yeah, they have. So yeah, it's been a nice little run for them. And yeah, better they you know boy, you know they got to deal with the Washington uh, Commanders. So yeah, so nice little uh, they get so they get a good football team for 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 a chance here with the uh, Renegades. I mean, you mean the defenders? Yeah, the defenders. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. So that's going to wrap wrap it up this week on Sport Talk with RJ For Justin D'Onofrio, I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week talking about the conference finals in the NBA, the Yankees and Red Sox, and any NFL news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on the first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field. But the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to me. Taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.